You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Oh Lord, we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that we would be given wholly over to you, Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Uh, we find ourselves in Mark's Gospel once again as we talk about the hard sayings of Jesus. And here in Mark chapter 12, uh, we do have a hard saying that really cuts to the quick in this witnessing of the widow's offering. Uh, it sounds as if this is a parable that Jesus would tell, uh, but it is a living parable. This really happened, and Jesus and his disciples witnessed it there in the temple complex. As people were coming in, they were making contributions, and it was this widow that Jesus singled out. Now, it also helps that this passage falls uh, within our time of stewardship, uh, but the wonderful thing about the Advent is that we say that we have stewardship sermons, uh, but they are unlike any stewardship sermon I hope that you will hear. If you ever visit a church and there is a thermometer keeping track of the money that they are trying to raise for their budget, do not enter. Turn around and walk out. I have a friend who's the pastor of a church, and he called me and said, I, I think I might have a problem. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well... We, the, the vestry wants to send a letter to everyone and says, this is how much it costs to run our church on a weekly basis. Will you give to that? And I said, oh, you've got more than a problem. Uh, because that would just produce a bill-paying mentality. If we're meeting our goal, then why would we even give more than what you're asking us to give? And the hard word, but actually the freeing and joyous word that Jesus gives us in Mark's Gospel today uh, is to be wholly given over to the Lord Jesus Christ. In whose service, as the prayer book would say, we find perfect freedom. So let's look at this woman this morning. Who is she? What did she give? And why did she give it? Now remember, Jesus is witnessing this woman put into the offering box, but Jesus is able to do what none of us are able to do, and that's to gaze upon this woman's heart. So it was not just the outward act of giving that Jesus was acknowledging, but actually the inward thing that propelled her to do the generous thing that she has done. Now I also think it's worth noting that, that many rich people put in large sums as well. Two things to note about that is that what we're being told by Mark is that by Jesus' standards, most of the other people giving were rich. But I bet that if you ask them, are you wealthy? They would say, no, sturdy middle class. But in fact, and certainly compared to this woman, they're rich. And the truth of the matter is, is most of us, if not every single one of us, Live, sit, sitting in this room are wealthy by the world standards. Do you know that if you have more than two water taps in your home, you are in the wealthiest 30% of the world just by having two water taps of water that is drinkable. Also note, though, that Jesus is not criticizing the giving of the wealthy people. 
He's not saying these people are giving out of wrong motivation. No, he doesn't say that at all. He simply singles out and applauds this widow. So he's not saying, you know, rich people who put in large sums, they're not as good as this widow. He's not saying that because, in fact, you can be wealthy and you can put in large sums and still have the same heart as this widow. But we do see that she's poor, that she's a widow. We, she has some sense of our source of income. We don't know what it is, but what she's given is such a small amount, uh, one sixty-fourth of a denarius, uh, a day's wage, actually two sixty-fourths because she's got two, uh, two mites, uh, and uh, it's not everything that she has. Uh, she's not given, she's not emptied the savings account and said, I'm going to trust the Lord in all of this. She's not being, uh, she's not, she's not being a bad steward because she does need to live. And yet what she's given is such a significant part of her income that by her giving it, she feels it. She feels it. And so this woman indeed is giving what she did not have. Or as Jesus would say, she has given out of her poverty and not out of her abundance. The fact of the matter is, is that most of us give out of our abundance. We're very happy to give of something that we have a lot of that doesn't inconvenience us very much. This is especially true of me. My children were in a preschool here in town that will go unmentioned, but they have a big fundraiser every year, and what they really want is 100% parental participation. And I got the letter that said, uh, we expect every single parent to give an hour of their time to be a part of this fundraising expedition. Well, that wasn't going to happen with me. So I went in and I asked the preschool director, well, what would happen if I didn't participate, but I gave, I gave a check? Just tell me how much, and I'll write the check. And the preschool director said, well, if you don't, then your children's classes don't get the pizza party. And I said, how often has this happened that somebody has not participated? And she said, never. And I said, well, let me tell you something. I'm not doing it. But what is going to happen in my children's classrooms? I'm going to buy them pizza, a clown, a pony, and a bouncy castle. That's going to be the loser's prize. And I left in a sense of great triumph of saying, I showed her. And then I started thinking about this widow. I am impoverished when it comes to time. And I hold on to it as tight as I can. And I'm very happy to write the check, even though I don't have a lot of money. But what I have in abundance, I'm very happy to give from. But when it comes to my time, forget it. We often talk about stewardship in terms of time, talent, and treasure. And treasure almost always gets most of the attention, and understandably so, because when we give, gospel ministry happens. People's lives are changed. This woman's life was changed. Because not only did she understand 
that everything that she had actually belonged to the Lord, and it was the Lord's that, Lord that provided it for, and it wasn't something that she got by her own strength, but she also had to have realized that God had given her life and that he was sustaining her. But also I wonder if the testimony of her heart, which ought to be the testimony of every Christian heart, is Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus." so that in the age to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This woman's life had been changed and she had no other option than to give herself wholly over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we understand that even those of us who aren't believers here are only able to breathe our next breath because God wills it? Even if we're not believers, that everything we have is because God has given it to us. But for those of us who are believers believe not only that, but understand that we've been purchased by his blood. Because of his great mercy, because of his great kindness, because of his unending generosity, we've been made his children and he has secured a place for us in eternity. And when that truth begins to root deep in your heart, your life is overwhelmed by it. And you can't help but pray, take my life, Lord, and let it be consecrated Lord to thee. I made a great mistake early on in ministry, especially when my daughters came along, where I begrudged the generosity of the Lord and what he had given us. This is what I mean by that. When our children would ask for those little trinkets at the grocery store or wherever, I would say, Girls, I'm so sorry, we, we can't uh, afford that. Uh, I'm a pastor and, and we just don't have money to be spending on whatever it is that you want. Or when we would have people over for Bible study, I would say, I'm so sorry, girls. Uh, I, we're having people over tonight and so we have to get the house together uh, because we have this Bible study. And if you could just make sure that you stay in the back and be quiet, uh, that would be a real blessing. Uh, or, uh, or girls... Uh, you know, uh, Daddy would love to give uh, his energy and time and gifts uh, to coaching your sports team, uh, but I've just got so much going on in the life of our ministry that, that I'm afraid I'm going to have to take a pass. If I had kept down that road, would it be any wonder that my children re would resent the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ? And then I realized 
how wrong I was. And so began saying to my children, Girls, I'm so sorry that we don't have the money to buy these trinkets because we give to our church and we give to missionaries and we give to other ministries because we believe that the money that we give is going to change lives. And I bet you one day we're going to get to heaven and someone whose name we've never heard of, whose face we've never seen, is going to come up to us and say, thank you. Thank you because you gave a missionary came to me and told me about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, girls, isn't it wonderful that tonight people want to come over to our house and open up God's Word together? Isn't that a great gift? Isn't that a miracle? Well, girls, I'm sorry I can't coach your soccer team, uh, but that's because we decide that we're going to spend our time in making sure that people to the very ends of the earth hear of Jesus' saving love. Because indeed, it is our family's ministry and they are a part of it. And so when it comes to giving, if you want to get to a place where you have a heart like this widow, it comes through a changed heart that happens outside of you. Because this morning, I'm not asking you to give a thing. I'm not. That would be like putting the thermometer in the lobby or telling you this is how much it costs to run the church a week. But what I am praying is that you are so filled with the Holy Spirit that you would be wholly given over to Jesus Christ. That is the answer to giving out of poverty, to find out that actually in your poverty that you were blessed more than you could be, ever ask or imagine. It's surrendering ourselves. It's giving ourselves over to him. It's saying that everything that we have, our time, talent, and treasure, Lord, belongs to you to do whatever you would have it do. Not my way, Lord, but yours. You know, we pray this. Every Sunday when we have morning prayer, we sum up our prayers with the general thanksgiving that was written by Cranmer so long ago, but whose words are still true today. And I want to close with this prayer, but this time listen not just with your ears because it can be easy that it, be, it, that it always becomes rote, but listen with the ears of your heart. And I pray this day that this becomes your prayer and that you too would be given over to him, your life and your all. Let us pray. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.